This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 239. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode and any discount codes to our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 239. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. I'm so happy to be here today. I think for some of you, it might be summertime already. So happy summer. I know there's such a wide variety of times when kids get out of school. And I know, like in Arizona, they get out in May. I think in a lot of the southern states, maybe they get out in May. In Seattle, they don't get out till the end of June. Like there's a marathon before kids get out of school here. It's kind of funny, except for the private school kids get out earlier, but the public schools don't get out till the end of the month usually. So anyways, it's a huge difference. And Also, along with that variety in terms of like when your kids get out of school, there's also a huge variety in terms of how much parents love summer. And it's really funny. I think that I hear of a lot of families looking forward to summer. And I hear of moms like, oh, just lazy summer days and, you know, just having things be a little more laid back and not having to be so strict about bedtime and not having to get the kids up super early in the morning and things like that. But for every person who I hear say that, I hear like just as strong as a reaction, if not stronger on the other side where people and moms are like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with these kids. They're out of school. They're driving me crazy. I have to keep them entertained all day. And if you're working and you aren't able to do your own childcare, then there's like, 
you know, we have a new camp every week and drop off is at a different place. You know, every week we have to change where we're dropping them off and the routine changes and the hours shift of every camp and every campus has its own price tag. And like, it's a lot to juggle. So I thought this would be a really good time to address some things specific to summer in our three things to think about in June. And I love doing these episodes. I try to do them every month. I was on a great roll. I think we maybe got six months in a row or something. And then I did end up combining April and May into one, three things to think about in spring episode. But I wanted to go back to trying to do monthly ones, especially as we kick off summertime. And so for some of you, you're already in it. For some of you, you're anxiously, maybe not so anxiously anticipating summer. But here's a few things that we can consider as we get closer to summer. So I will let you know from my perspective, Vinny is in pre-K this year. He's been in a preschool program this is his fourth year in the program. So he started when he was two. And this is his fourth year in the program. And it's basically it's a preschool program, but it has daycare hours. So they're open from like 645am until 6pm year round, which is like amazing. I mean, I don't want to make you jealous, but it's amazing. <laughs> so it's actually, I know so many moms who are like, oh my gosh, when my kids finally go to school, I'll have so much more freedom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, when Vinny goes to school, school, like when he starts kindergarten, the school is over at three, like that's going to cramp my style. So I actually did sign him up for extended daycare, like three days a week, I think for next year. Because I think he'll really enjoy having time to play with kids because he's so used to being in a play-based education system. He's been four years in this play-based preschool. So I was like, okay, I'll put him in an extended day where he will have after school, he'll have a few hours to play with kids a few days a week, which will be, I think, good for him. But for the summer... He has full-time childcare for the summer through his preschool program. So we actually have a number of our friends who are like, oh, we're going to sign our kids up for this camp and that camp. And I'm like, no way. Like, we're just sticking, we're riding out preschool for as long as we possibly can. I'm not driving him somewhere else. I'm not paying for something else. I'm not figuring out like what the hours are for the camps and all that. I'm sure that will be my reality at some point, but not yet. So I'm going to ride out this current situation for the summer and really, really enjoy it. Now that said, I love summertime. And I think summer is special to me because growing up, my mom was a teacher and she lived for summer. And so I think that her anticipation of summer rubbed off on me. And I love like Christmas time too. I just think that like I get really into the season and the moment. And so I remember being a little girl and like my mom, when she wasn't teaching, she wanted to lay out. And this is when I was really little. This changed as I got older. But when I was really little, I remember she just wanted to like lay out in the sun. And she was like total sun goddess. And she would like sit on the deck in the sun. And I remember I would create lists of activities for myself. And I would be so excited. This is how nerdy I was. I mean, I was probably like seven when I did this. I would make a list of all the things I was going to do in the day. So it'd be like a Wednesday in the middle of summer. And my mom's like, yeah, so I want to like lay on the deck and read a good book. And I was like, okay, from nine to 10, I'm going to like organize my doll clothes. And from 10 to 11, I'm going to color. And from 11 to 12, I'm going to like set up my, a lot of things had to do with my dolls. So I'd be like, set up my doll's bedroom. And from 12 to one, I'll eat lunch. And then from one to two, I will like do some other arts and crafts project or something. I literally would make a schedule for myself from a strangely young age, like kids were not making schedules for themselves at the age that I was. But this is how much I really love structure. But I also like I love structure that I got to create myself. Because again, I was like, kind of weird and (laughs) nerdy. So I love to create my own little schedules for the day in the summertime. And I thought that was really fun. I remember setting up like, 
little like activity clusters. So I had gone to Montessori in kindergarten, which I thought was super cool. And I remember setting up similar things in my living room where I'd be like, okay, first I'm going to come over here and do this station. And this station over here is like this certain activity. You know, this one over here is Legos and the next one is coloring. And the next one is like puzzles or whatever. So I was always all about setting that stuff up. And that's what I think about when I think of summertime is like special activities where you kind of have like these really open-ended days of just being able to frame them however you want. And I love that idea. Now I will say as a business owner, I have a lot of that too. And I'm not always really good at doing like the framework. It's something I've really been working on. And so I'm very conscientious of like how much I used to love putting together these schedules and frameworks and how much I really could benefit from doing more of that now. But I'm working on it and I'm getting better. You know, the whole time I was in the process of selling my gym and, and juggling the gym and the podcast, it was really often like fly by the seat of your pants. Like every day was just like, oh my gosh, what do I need to get done today? Like what are the crucial elements? And I had a really hard time creating a schedule because trying to juggle two full-time gigs at the same time just didn't lend itself well to that. But now that I have a little more space and grace, I'm definitely trying to do that. And I'm more aware of that. And heading into summer, I want to be really aware of that. And so I want to encourage you, if you are someone who has some fluctuation in your schedule in the summer, really look at like, how can you schedule things and format things into a routine pattern so that things are easier on you, predictable for everyone. Like people, kids especially thrive in structure but even for adults, structure equals freedom. So don't forget that. So for the three things to think about in June, we're going to talk about frustrations, freedom, and fluidity. And so we'll talk about each of these separately here and kind of dive into how you can work through each one. So let's start with frustrations. Like I've mentioned, a lot of moms have, I could even say fears and frustrations. A lot of moms have fears and frustrations going into the summer. And I think it has to do with how to mitigate some of the limitations of summer. The limitations being like, what does childcare look like? What happens if you're a stay-at-home mom and you maybe don't need to worry about childcare as much, but you just have limits on your time. Like you used to be able to, you know, send the kids to school and be productive or have the kids in preschool half day, three days a week. And that was your time to like go to the gym or do things for yourself. And now that's gone. So really looking at what are the frustrations that you have? What are the fears you have of the summertime? And then how can you mitigate the limits of those that you feel like maybe are being put upon you? Same thing with managing camp schedules. Like if every week you're taking your kid to a different camp, what can you do to mitigate the limitations of that? Maybe you feel like you have no time for yourself or you don't have a daily routine because things fluctuate so much in the summer. I know for us, we have a lot of weeks in the summer where we do things. We have a lot of long weekends and I love doing long weekends. I think it's really fun. And it's like, you know, we go to the coast or we'll go visit family in Oregon or go visit my mom in Spokane. But whenever we have those long weekends, a decent amount of my week is consumed by planning for the weekend. It's like planning and prepping and packing food and clothes and whatever. And then we get home like late on Sunday and I'm kind of in recovery mode, like do the laundry really quick and get things organized for the week. So I feel like a lot of times for me, my frustration of summertime, as much as I love that flexibility of being able to have, you know, every weekend or a lot of weekends be these long weekends away the frustration around that is that my weekdays get eaten up by the planning and the preparation and the recovery from these really fun trips. So, you know, for like, there's a little bit of a give and take for everything. Like, yes, it's fun to be able to, I love being in the Pacific Northwest this time of year. It's so gorgeous and the weather's so great. And I want to take full advantage of that, which is a gift. But on the flip side of that is I get a little frustrated and bitter when I feel like my work time is cut into, or I can't get the, done the things that I really want to get done. Or I feel like, 
like, you know, I'm pretty rigid about my routines around food and exercise and taking really good care of myself. And if I go like four days in a row of like not being able to eat my kind of food and do my kind of workouts, like mama gets a little cranky. So there's definitely for me some things that I have to look at moving into these this season to mitigate some of those limitations. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So let me talk you through some of the how I manage some of those things, and then you can look at some of your own fears and frustrations. So for me, 
I'm really, really clear that I stick to my exact same routine any day that we're home. So if we are home, I do my morning routine. You all have heard me talk now about my 15-minute manifest. I did a whole episode on it last week, last Monday's episode, episode 235. So definitely go back and look at that. But I'm really clear that if we are in town, that's how I start my day. And then if I'm not in town, I don't always start my day with the 15-minute manifest. I don't always do my morning routine, but I try to do it like half of the days that we're gone. And so like every travel day, like I'm not getting in workouts every single day. I'm not taking time for reading and journaling every single day. It's a little more relaxed, but I also recognize that I really feel best when I do some of that while we're gone. And so sometimes like I love being able to, you know, get up on a vacation and just kind of immediately sink into whatever Vinny is doing. So if he's up working on puzzles as the sun rises, then I'm like, I just want to sit here and like do puzzles with him and like kind of be in vacation mode. Like that feels really special to me. And I want him to have that sense of like vacation being a really special thing. So I'm not always like, Hey, mom's going to go do a workout in the middle of vacation. But sometimes I am. I mean, like 50% of the time I will literally roll out of bed on vacation, put on my workout clothes. And Vinny knows, like I'll come out and he'll be like, Oh, you're going to do a workout. (laughs) Like he totally knows. And I'll be like, yeah, it's just going to be like 15 minutes and I'll make it a quick one. So I definitely hold on to some of that when our routines get messed with travel. But I'm really clear on days that we're home like those days look exactly the same. So I'm definitely getting my morning routine in and really being clear on those days. So I would say when you're home in the summer, really make sure that you have a clear Monday through Friday routine or a clear weekday routine where people know what's happening. And same thing if you have your kids running around to different camps and stuff, like have some really clear routines about how you're transitioning to different camps. So maybe like on that first Monday of a new camp, you're like, okay, we're going to take an extra 15 minutes this morning, give ourselves a little time to figure out like, the traffic situation, where we park, like, do you need your lunch, all those kinds of things, so that it can just feel smooth, maybe even over the weekend before, like you go scout it out, and feel out like, oh, okay, like, here's where I need to drop you off. And here's what that's going to look like. And those kinds of things, just so that like, there's not a lot of hustle and craziness on the actual morning of that new transition and funneling into that new thing. Another thing that I do in the summer is I lay out on a calendar, like everything that we're going to be gone. So it's really clear and I color code it. So on my Google calendar, all of our travel is color coded in red. And this is actually really helpful with Vinny too. So when we get back from things, some of you probably saw on social media, I recently shared that when we got home from Cannon Beach, after four days at Cannon Beach, we got home and he like basically walked in the door and burst into tears and was like hysterical. He was so sad that we were home. He loved that trip so much. But what was great is I could pull out my phone and be like, hey, let's count the days until the next red dot because the next red dot on the calendar signified like the next trip that we get to go on. So I was like, let's count the next days to that next trip and get excited about that and talk about who's going to be there and his cousin Joe is going to go and like that's going to be really cool. So it kind of helped him see like, okay, it's only this amount of time until the next trip. And so that color coding really helped. It also really helps me to see here's the weeks that I have like a full work week and full childcare. And here's the weeks that I don't have it. So that color coding is a really quick visual in my Google calendar to see, okay, like this week, you only get three days of work. You only get three days to do your stuff, three days to be in your own routine. And that's really valuable and really helpful for me to know. Another piece of this would be if your kids aren't in camps and your kids are going to be home, what kinds of things can you schedule routinely? Like maybe every Tuesday, Thursday is park day. Every Monday, Wednesday is pool day. Every Friday is find a hike. Having something that's like really consistent like that so that everyone just knows. And there might be some fluctuations and some variety in there and like things might not always work out that way. But if you can have things have some sort of predictability to them and some sort of system and routine to them, that's going to be so helpful to everyone else. And it can be really helpful for you if you can be like, okay, 
like, here's what we're doing, you know, every afternoon, that means, you know, from nine to noon every day, mom needs to get stuff done. Mom needs to do her stuff. So that means I need you to be doing like playing Legos, doing puzzles, doing craft projects, hopefully unsupervised, like letting your kids be as independent as is age appropriate for them so that you have that time for yourself. And then you're like, okay, like, you know, Monday, Wednesdays at one o'clock, we go to the pool. Tuesday, Thursdays at one o'clock, we go to a park or whatever that looks like so that there's some clear limits and boundaries around where's the work time and where's the play time. So that can, again, mitigate that frustration and those fears around you not having your time for yourself or your time to need to get done to be productive. Okay, so let's dive into freedom now. So I want you to be thinking about freedom in June because I want you to plan a summer that you're going to love where you feel like you have the freedom to do some new, cool, fun things. And we did this for the first time last year. We created a summer bucket list. And I will say it was really, really fun to create it. And then we had a great time crossing things out. And it also really helped keep me accountable to making sure that we got done the things we really wanted to get done. It is so easy for time to escape you and for you to be like, oh, shoot, it's like the end of summer and we never even made this summer. And that was like something that my kids really love. So we made our summer bucket list last summer. I think it had maybe like 18 items on it. And it was literally like anything from like specific trips that we had already planned to things like a peen outside, which was Vinny's favorite thing on the list, roasting marshmallows. Like we had a trip to Paris planned, but instead of putting Paris on the list, he put the Lego store in Paris because he really wanted to go to a Lego store sometime during the summer. So I was like, okay, why don't we go to the Lego store in Paris? So that was a super cool thing on the list. So some of the things were really simple things. It was like, go down to Green Lake and go on a hike in like a park near here, like little things that we would do a lot of different times of the year, but we just threw them on there, like the easy gimme things where we can be like, yeah, we can do that anytime this summer and cross it off. And then there was like the big things that were like specific trips and kind of big fun events. We'll definitely be doing this again. I'm actually, my goal is to have this done so that I can post it the day this episode goes up, but we haven't done it yet. So we'll have to see if we get our act together in the next few days. But we need to create our summer bucket list because I really want us to, again, be accountable this year. And it's also a fun little arts and crafts project to create your summer bucket list. So we did it last year on a piece of poster board and we got out glitter pens and it was super fun. So we'll see how much Vinny's into it this year. He might be like, no, that's okay. You can do it. (laughs) And it'll just be me and my post-it note writing out a summer bucket list. I will find it and link to it in the show notes. There is a super cool, I found them on Instagram, but there's a super cool company that does custom bucket lists for different seasons or whatever you want it to be for. And they do it in like beautiful writing and all this. It's not a sponsor of the show, but they found me on Instagram and just commented on something. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. So if you want to have like a really cool, like professionally done, customized bucket list, you can go to this company. So I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but I will link to that in the show notes. I'll make a note for the custom bucket list link. All right. So with your bucket list that you create, there's the freedom of choosing the things that go on the list. And that's really important putting the things on the list that you want on there, that's going to feel really freeing, I think, to be like, yay, these are all the things that we're going to do. And this is going to be so fun. Like, I feel a great sense of freedom when we get to have those things. And then they're planned out on a calendar. So as much as you can put those things that are on their bucket list, put them right on a calendar so you know when you're going to do them. Again, structure equals freedom. And then I also think that a big part of freedom is creating a summer routine so that everyone knows the expectation. So I alluded to this already in the frustrations portion, but I think create that 
routine so that everyone knows what the expectations are and let that be the morning routine. What happens first thing in the morning at your house? I remember a colleague of mine a couple of years ago saying like she had to put rules and routines around her house for her older kids to be like, the kitchen is not open for eight hours straight in the summer. The kitchen is open for breakfast and it's not open again until lunch. Like we're not opening and closing the fridge and creating like 17 meals throughout the day. Eat a good breakfast. If you need a piece of fruit between lunch and breakfast, grab it off the counter. And then the kitchen opens again at lunchtime for food. And I was like, yes, that's brilliant. Like, she's like, I'm not a short order cook. I'm not doing snacks every hour. You can figure this out. Like, you're old enough. I think your kids were probably maybe seven and 10 at the time. She's like, you are capable of eating your breakfast and making it till lunch without me preparing you any more food. And so those kinds of limitations, I think, are great. Other things like if you have a snack, you clean up the snack mess or you clean up the bowl or whatever, like you're not leaving stuff all over the house. If you do a craft project, you clean it up when you're done before you move on to the next thing. Just those kinds of limitations and expectations I think are so helpful. So really set the stage around like, here's the summer rules. Here's the summer routine. You know, we get up every day at eight o'clock. We have breakfast at 830. Mom does a workout at nine or whatever you want it to be. Maybe you do your 15 minute manifest at 930. Maybe you do it at 6am before the kids get up, whatever makes sense to you. But just have it be really clear that like, this is the routine. And this is what we do every day. That's going to be helpful for your kids. And like I said earlier, if you have these expectations that like, I need this block of time every morning, to focus on something. And then every afternoon, we're going to do something as a family. Again, that just really creates like it takes the element of the unknown out of it for kids and the unpredictability, which can be really helpful, settling, calming, soothing, especially for kids that struggle when they don't know expectations. I just think having worked with children in the psychiatric hospital and worked with kids in education, I can't say enough for the benefits of kids knowing what the structure and the routine is going to be. That's not to say they're always going to love what it is. Like you guys can negotiate some of that, negotiate some of the criteria around the routines and the schedule, but have something in place so that everyone knows the expectations. It's going to be so helpful to you and to the kids. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. 
I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So our third and final thing to think about in June is fluidity. So fluidity is going to be your ability to flow easily. This is like literally the definition of fluidity. The ability to flow easily or to smoothly go between things with grace and elegance. Okay. And I was laughing when I was looking this up because I was like, I want to make sure I'm like really nailing how to use fluidity over the summer. And I looked up this definition. I was like, if I can get some words around the definition, I think that will help me. And then when it said grace or elegance, and I was like, sure, what all moms are really great at, right? Grace and elegance. I'm sure that's what you think of when you're like, ooh, I can't wait to head into summer and be just so graceful and elegant. (laughs) I think that most of us feel like we're never graceful and we're never elegant. But I want you to think about the idea of fluidity as being able to shift between things that aren't always in your control and just shifting gracefully, smoothly, elegantly without freaking out panicking, having severe reactions to things. And for people like me who really like structure and routine, sometimes those freakouts come pretty easily. So I want you to just really focus on ease and the ability to shift between like we're doing, you know, for two hours today, I need to be super focused. And then for three hours this afternoon, I'm going to be super relaxed. You know, that's like really different mindsets. And I think that especially if you are a mom who's used to having time away from your kids during the work day, we're used to being able to be like super focused and productive and like getting things done. And then when you go from that to having a household of kids home in the summer and you're like, okay, now I'm not productive and I'm not focused and I'm not getting things done. And so how can you shift gears and have that focused productive time when you need it or whenever it's scheduled? And then also be like, now's my chill time. I'm going to put the phone down. We're going to play some board games. We're going to go play at the water park or whatever and really shift gears and be in either of those situations 100% to get what you need and what you want out of them, but be able to shift between the two. That's a struggle for a lot of parents. I mean, I hear this all the time. Even, you know, this is on a micro scale. This is what we have to do every night when so many moms I know come home from work between five and six o'clock. They put the phone down. They deal with the kids from like five to seven or eight, put the kids to bed and then shift right back into work mode and get back on the computer to do emails from maybe, you know, eight to 10. I know a lot of moms who work that way. And so we're super focused on work, work, work all day. Then we're super focused on the parent piece for a few hours. And then we're back to that work piece. And so thinking about you do that on this micro scale in the evening a lot with your family. And now in the summertime, you might be doing that in a very similar way. So thinking about what that's going to look like, making sure that you have enough structure in place that you feel in control while being nimble enough to find the magic moments of summer. And I think that's the key piece. So I'm going to say that part again, because I think that's where the power is in all of this. Having enough structure in place to feel in control while also being nimble enough to find the magic moments of summer. And this is really my goal. I mean, this is, you know, if I'm being honest, when I wanted to be a stay at home mom or a work from home mom, so much of that was because I wanted to be able to have control over like right now is my choice time to work. And now is my choice time to play. And so for us, you know, I know that this summer in August, especially 
there's a lot of weeks in there where I'm going to have more playtime than work time. And that can be really stressful to me because I have a lot of expectations on myself and people who rely on me to do certain things for my business. Like you all expect this podcast to show up every Monday and Wednesday without fail. And for well over two years, it has been here every Monday and Wednesday without fail, a brand new episode. So I can't let that all fall apart because I'm choosing to schedule more playtime in August. So I'm having to be really conscientious with my fluidity of my schedule that here's the scheduled time for production. Here's the scheduled time for fun. What is that going to look like? How am I going to shift between those two things so that I can really enjoy being in both of them? I'm already planning some of that by time blocking content planning. So like I sat down yesterday and planned out four full episodes. And I'm going to be pre-recording four full... Like I never do this. I always think I should do this, but I never do this. But I'm going to record four full episodes over the course of a day or two so that they're going to be done. So I can bank up a bunch of stuff for the summer. And then when we're gone, I'm not flying by the seat of my pants because otherwise it's often like the day before we're trying to get out of town, I'm rushing to get something recorded. And I feel like sometimes... I'm not my best when I do that. And I also feel like I end up, that takes so much of my day that I end up packing for our trip super late at night that night. And I'm really cranky about it. So I'm pre-batching as much as I can for the podcast so that a lot of what you all expect from me is going to happen over the course of the summer without, you know, I'm not going to skip a beat, but I'm not going to do it in a stressful way because I want to be able to enjoy my summer. And I really want to be conscientious of being nimble in August, particularly to enjoy time where Vinny's out of school. He does have some extra time out of preschool that month. That's a transition month for him before we head into kindergarten. And I want to really be able to spend some quality time with him. I think I have two trips planned with him. That's that month. That's uh, just him and I, where my husband won't be coming. So that I'm like, will be fun. But also sometimes when I'm in the moment of those trips, I'm like, oh, this is a lot. It's a lot with the single parent situation over here. So I'm trying to look forward to that where I can really be in those things and not be like, oh, I'm going to be a single parent and also be working on the road. So that's really important. Also, I love the idea of scheduling time for fun and exploration with no expectations. And this is something that's really hard for me, but kids do so well with this. And I remember when Vinny was really little, we would go on walks. And I recently posted a picture on Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy of him when he was two. It's a picture of him in a red shirt and he's pushing this little red stroller with his baby doll, Alfonso. Alfonso was a girl, by the way. So Vinny's pushing baby Alfonso in the stroller down the street and I reposted it, but the original post was three years ago. And in the post, I was joking about how we had walked to the store two blocks from our house and we had made a PR, which is like a personal record or personal best. And we made it to the store in 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something. And historically, that had taken 40 to 60 minutes because when you were doing that walk with a two-year-old, literally every single leaf, every single bug, every single stick like had to be stopped and examined. There had to be conversation about everything. I mean, a crack in the sidewalk was like, mama, what's that? What's the crack? Can I step on it? Can I jump on it? Can I jump over it? Like, I mean, the amount of things that this child could be distracted by between our house and the store that's two very short blocks away was mind blowing. And I really struggled with being in exploration mode with him at that time. I remember being like, oh my gosh, he wants to go for a walk to the store and it's going to take like an hour. And I just want to go really quick. I don't want to do this for an hour. Like I just want to do a 10 minute walk, which literally there was like no such thing as a 10 minute walk with him. And I had a hard time and I would remind myself like, just embrace it. It's really cute and sweet, but I'd be in it and my mind would be in 18 other places and be like, oh, can we just get there? Come on, come on, come on. Can we turn around? Can we get home? So one of the things I really try to focus on now is 
being in exploration with no expectations. So if we're camping, like I'm just in camping, I'm not writing notes on the podcast I'm going to record next week, or I'm not like figuring out how to do a Facebook live from a campsite, you know, like if I want to do that spur of the moment and it happens to work out and it's like, I'm inspired in the moment, that's one thing, but I'm not like, Ooh, like I have to be here and produce this content or do something that I'm, you know, committed to for work. So I'm planning around all that so that I have scheduled time for work. And then I have scheduled time for fun and exploration. And I think that Vinny is definitely now at five and a half at an age where he really remembers when we have those experiences and we build those memories together. And I want him to have the memories that I had as a little girl where I was like, oh my gosh, summer's this really fun thing where we get to plan cool things, you know, like activity stations in the living room, (laughs) like I plan. But I want him to be like, we plan these cool things, like whether that was, you know, riding his bike around Green Lake or going to an outdoor water park or whatever, going to visit my mom in Spokane. Like there's definitely things I know he'll remember forever. And that's really important. So I'm making sure that I'm planning ahead so that I can be a little more uh, fluid and a little more nimble in order to enjoy those magic moments of summer. So those are your three things to think about in June along the lines of your fears and frustrations, freedom and fluidity. If this episode was meaningful to you, please take some notes, write out those columns, fears, frustrations for column one, freedom for column two, fluidity for column three, and just take some notes on like what you want that to look like for you this summer? What are your fears and frustrations? And then under freedom, put like what routines and structures will you put in place so that you feel like you have more freedom? And then with fluidity, what do you want to be able to, you know, bounce between? What do you want the different parts of your summer to look like? You know, for me, it would be like this balance of these are the things I want to accomplish for work. And these are the things I want to accomplish for fun. Under freedom, you could definitely put your summer bucket list as well. If you do a summer bucket list, oh my gosh, take a picture, post it to social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy. We had a bunch of people do this last year and it was so fun. So definitely post your summer bucket list as you create them and share them and tag me in them as well. And then please post your summer bucket list in our private Facebook group. Of course, you can do that over at shamelessmom.com slash Facebook is where our private Facebook is. And I would love to see your bucket list over there. We have, I mean, by the time this goes live, I think we're going to have 500 people in that group. And great conversations happening and people are doing their 15 minute manifests and posting about it. And people are posting their stories and their struggles and their shameless moments there. So make sure you post things over there as well to share and connect and be part of that community. It's a really, really cool place. All right. Thanks for being here today. I can't wait to be back here on Wednesday. So I look forward to seeing you over there at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. Thank you so much for spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I really, really appreciate you being here. If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you get all episodes as soon as they're released and you never miss an episode. You can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will drop you into Apple Podcasts where you can click on the little subscribe button. While you're there, please also rate and review the show. Let me know what you loved. Let me know in what way you are a shameless mom. And remember, shameless mom of the week nominations come from our reviews. So if you want to be nominated, you got to leave a review. So make sure you leave a review over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And lastly, share this episode with other shameless moms in your lives. The way the show grows and the way we build our community is by you all spreading the word. So take a screenshot of this episode, share it on social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or Facebook. I will make sure I reply as quickly as I possibly can, sending you lots of loves and shout outs. And I can't wait to connect with you there. 
Until next time, have a great day. And remember, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.